اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 9 of Soul Food where we are continuing on this journey through the book of Imam al-Ghazali's Minhaj al-Abideen, The Path of Worshipful Servants, where we are going through these obstacles. And in the last episode, we spoke about the nafs, but we're still not done with it. As Imam al-Ghazali said, this is the most dangerous and the greatest of the impediments. So he actually then goes into some of the inroads that lead to the nafs and the ways that we can protect those inroads in order to tame and make sure that the nafs does not take us into our own destruction. So in this episode, we're going to look at controlling the eyes. We'll look at being mindful about what we listen to. And we'll also talk about guarding the tongue. So we'll look at the eyes as an inroad, the ears as an inroad, and speech and what we say and its effect on the heart and its effect on the nafs. In season three of Soul Food, we looked at the kingdom of the heart and limbs, and we talked about how every action that we perform has an impact on the heart. So the eyes are an inroad to the heart. And looking at something forbidden with lust has a terrible effect on the heart. So you have to control your nafs through the reminders from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in order to control your eyesight and the things that you look at. Because the nafs is inclined, as we said, to these lowly desires and wanting to look at things with lust. And you have to actually be strong and persevere in order not to fall into that. So Allah says in the Qur'an, قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُ فُرُوجَهُمْ ذَلِكَ أَزْكَى لَهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا يَصْنَعُونَ Tell the believing men, and in the next verse the believing women, to lower their glances and to guard their private parts. That is pure for them. God is well aware of everything they do. So there are three things Imam al-Ghazali mentions occurs in this verse. The first is having good manners. Allah is teaching us to have good manners, and that is in lowering our gaze, the command to lower our gaze. The second is that God gives us the reasoning for that. And He says, it is pure for your heart. And lastly, there is a warning where God says, God is well aware of what you do. The Prophet ﷺ, he also said, The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, also warns us of the dangerous effect a lustful glance can have on the heart. He said, a lustful gaze is of the poisoned arrows of the devil. Allah says, whoever leaves it out of fear of me, I will replace it with faith, the sweetness of which he will find or she will find in his heart or her heart. 
So when we decide not to look at something with lust, out of recognizing that this is what God has commanded us to do, then Allah promises us that He will replace that feeling with the sweetness of faith that we will experience in our hearts. The scary thing is in today's world, how widespread vile images are. Nakedness and things that are really only meant to incite lust within us. And these things have almost crept into every public space, whether it's advertising or TV shows or movies or even just what people are wearing in the street sometimes, is really people are giving into this culture of desires and really just expressing lust to never before seen proportions, at least not in recent times. So we have to be very careful. And even despite the fact that it's everywhere, we need to recognize that it harms our hearts. And we need to be people who are not allowing our eyes to fall into that lust. And we also need to be mindful of our own sense of modesty, not inciting that within other people to the best of our ability. So Imam al-Ghazali also says another way that you're able to control what you look at and encourage your nafs not to give in to those lustful desires is to remember what your eyes were created for. In this life, they were created to help you reflect on the beautiful creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sunrise and the beautiful scenery in nature and the cosmos and the galaxies and the stars. It is also helpful in seeking knowledge and reading the Qur'an and looking at beautiful things in the world. And in the next life, your eyes will have the greatest nobility and reward and purpose. And that is to gaze upon the noble countenance of Allah Jalla Jalalu. Imam al-Ghazali says it's so beautiful that I wanted to say it in Arabic and English. He says, فَلَعَيْنُ إِنَّمَا هِيَ لِلنَّظَرِ إِلَىٰ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ وَلَيْسَ فِي الدَّارَيْنِ كَرَامَةٌ أَجَلُّ وَأَكْبَرُ مِنْ ذَلِكَ فَحَقِيقٌ لِشَيْءٌ تَظَرْ وَيُرْجَى لَهُ مِثْلُ هَذِهِ مِثْلُ هَذِهِ الْكَرَامَةِ أَنْ يُصَانَ وَيُحْفَظُ وَيُعَزُّ وَيُكْرَمُ The eye is meant for looking upon the Lord of the world, glorious and exalted. And there is no honor in the two abodes more majestic and greater than this. So it is deserving that the thing by which one hopes for this honor to occur through is protected, preserved, dignified, and honor. So don't dishonor your eyes by looking at vile things. The next thing Imam al-Ghazali talks about is being careful what we listen to because our ears are also an inroad to our heart. So he says, don't listen to vile speech or things that have no benefit. And really, unfortunately, just like the things that we see, a lot of the things that are popularized in terms of what we listen to, like popular music and otherwise, is very filthy. And, you know, we hear swear words and things like that. And people say, what's the big deal? It's normal. But, you know, Allah says in the Quran, do not become accustomed to vile things, even if they're widespread, that goodness and beauty and ugliness are not equal, even if you're amazed at how widespread ugliness has become. So even if people think it's normal, 
the Prophet ﷺ taught us that blessed are the strangers who hold on to virtues when people have lost touch with them. So remain virtuous even if you're the only person in the crowd who's doing so. And another thing about the things that we listen to and why we have to be careful about what we listen to is because when you listen to a conversation or you're part of a conversation, you're a partner in what is being said. You're not passive. You're actually an accomplice in the thing that is being said. So if you're listening to it and you're actively listening to it and you're not having a problem with anything that's being said or you're not cutting yourself off from what's being said, then you're actually included in that conversation. So listening to things also creates these thoughts in our hearts. So when we listen to something good, we start to have positive thoughts and that's called knowledge that occurs in the heart. But negative things can also negatively impact the heart as well. And Imam al-Ghazali says, sometimes you might hear something harmful or confusing and it stays with you for a very long time and affects your heart. So find good alternatives. You know, righteous people, even in their free time, it wasn't everything doesn't have to be a lesson or not everything has to be Qur'an. But even in their free time, they would listen to nasheeds or qasaid that would praise Allah and His Messenger in order to have these good alternatives, to enjoy it and to have fun, but to have a beneficial alternative. And Imam al-Ghazali says that just like some kind of speech is poison, just like food can be poisonous, some kind of speech is poisonous. So be careful who and what you listen to. This brings us to the final point about guarding the tongue. The Prophet ﷺ said, كل كلام ابن آدم عليه لا له إلا أمرا بمعروف أو نهيا عن منكر أو ذكرا لله عز وجل. Prophet ﷺ said, all of the speech of the son of Adam, of the human being, are against him not for him, except commanding something good, forbidding something wrong, or the remembrance of God, the glorious and majestic. So we have to be careful what we say as well. What you say affects the rest of your limbs. The Prophet said in another hadith, when a person wakes up, the limbs are humbled before the tongue and say, we ask you by God to remain upright. For if you are upright, we will follow suit. But if you are crooked, we become crooked too. This hadith is narrated by Imam At-Tirmidhi. So we have to be careful of what we say. The second thing Imam Al-Ghazali says regarding the tongue is when you watch what you say, it safeguards your time. That a lot of time is wasted in life talking about things that really are at best are of no benefit and at worst are harmful. The third thing he mentions is that when you watch what you say, it safeguards your good deeds. Imam Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak, he said, If I was going to backbite anyone, I would backbite my mother because she is the person most deserving of my good deeds. So when you're careful about what you say, because when you backbite someone, they take from your good deeds, or if you have no good deeds left, you take from their sins. So Sayyidina Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak, he said, if I was going to backbite anyone, I'd backbite my mother because she's most deserving of my good deeds. So when you're careful about what you say, it actually protects and preserves your good deeds. The fourth thing Imam al-Ghazali says is that when you watch what you say, it protects you from the troubles of the world. 
because people get themselves into a lot of trouble when they talk a lot. The last thing he mentions is that one of the ways that you can control and protect what you say is by remembering the afflictions of the next life for a person who says things that they shouldn't have said. The Prophet ﷺ saw people on the night of ascension who were eating dead corpses. And he asked Jibreel, he asked the angel Gabriel, who are these people? And he said, these are the people who ate the meat of others, i.e. they were people who engaged in backbiting. And then Imam al-Ghazali says, if this is not enough for you to be careful, very careful about what you say, then recognizing that even excessive speech that is permissible causes a person distress in the hereafter because they are going to be accountable for every single thing that they said. So he says, just be very careful about what you say and recognize that your eyes and your ears and your tongue are inroads to your heart and that you will be held accountable for them. So that brings us to the call to action. And this is related to speech specifically. Ask yourself the question before you say anything. Is what I'm about to say clearly useful? Does it have some clear benefit? Is it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is it commanding something good? Is it forbidding something wrong? Or is it in some way remembrance of Allah and something that is pleasing to Him? If not, choose silence. Because whoever is silent is safe. So that's the call to action today. Ask yourself that question before you engage in things. And if not, then just choose silence. And there's nothing wrong with that. Wasallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.